0: Hey, welcome back to Late Night with Larry. I'm your host, Larry D. I'm here with my co-host Vince. Vince, give him a shout out. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Larry D Studios. And as we always say, before we get started, hit that subscribe button. And if you want to get in contact with us, this is how you do it. Late night with Larry55 at gmail.com. Shoot us an email, let us know what you think. Let us know if you have a story. You've had a sighting, you've had an encounter, or you've had a haunting. Let us know. We want to know. Right. Or even a story passed to you. We'd like to hear it. That's that's right. So, tonight we want to talk about Les Stroud. And he recently had an episode of Survivor Man Big, for which aired, and uh, we watched it. And there were some interesting things that Les Stroud... <clears throat> is doing to try to attract bigfoot
1: right what interested me the most is uh les stroud is pretty respected in the outdoor community but he's kind of flipping his the way of seeing things and he's looking at things he's still skeptical but he's looking at things more open-mindedly
0: he is um now i'm gonna start this off with uh, i i seen an interview with les stroud and when he's doing survivor man he said of course he was out there alone filming doing the series and he said he constantly would hear wood knocks and felt like he was being watched and like he was being followed and there was one particular episode that they broke it down and they showed that he was being paralleled by a big creature right it was I- like knocking the trees down following him as he was doing his thing and he himself has said he's experienced things that right. he believes are are bigfoot. One of the
1: stories he always goes back to is when he was in Alaska, he said, yeah, I did the filming where I was getting the grass together for the base of his uh, shelter. And then he just started hearing uh, wood knocks or tre- crashing trees or whatever. And he would, st- you could see him in the camera. He would stop. But he said after he filmed enough, he turned off the camera, you know, so he could actually get the work done. Right. But he kept hearing that noise. Right. And uh, at one point he stood up and he was looking around and he heard something just crashing through the forest, taking off.
0: Right. And yeah, I've heard those stories, too. Now, he's out there all by himself. So I know he's had credible encounters. Now, this takes me back to the story he was telling on the interview. He said... That he wanted to do this series. That's why he did Survivor Man Bigfoot. He wanted to divulge in his series that I'm hearing these noises. Right. I'm thinking it's Bigfoot. But the producers, when he went to corporate, they're like, no, no, no. You'll do no such thing. They're
1: kind of pulling back the reins yeah, on him.
0: You'll do no such thing or we will pull this series. Right. You won't have a series. You're going to do it this way. And you're not going to mention that that Bigfoot exists, that Bigfoot's out there. So they were preventing him from really coming forward and saying, I think this creature is out here. Right. You know what I mean? And that, that was why he did
1: season six right now in uh, his uh, Survivor Man episodes people would uh, email chime in saying they see in the background what could be a Bigfoot or a Sasquatch now he dismissed that as um, there's a word for it where your mind plays tricks on you and you see faces in the forest
0: well he had to right his,
1: I was thinking he had to
0: he had to corporate told him to right but Let's take it to this unseen episode that they've posted. And like he says, if you if you come in the beginning, he said, if you come to rain on this parade, you're not welcome. Turn right. it off, don't That's watch
1: exactly it. That's exactly what he said.
0: He said, turn it off, don't watch it. If you're going to be a skeptic and a non-believer, he don't want you watching it. And that tells me a lot. That tells me that he's had some genuine experiences where... It's credible. He knows they exist.
1: Right. Now, to begin this episode, he's driving in his car, and he's going to the airport to pick up somebody. He said he did Shark Week with in South Africa.
0: Right, yeah. This guy's from— He's a cameraman.
1: Yeah, he's from South Africa, and uh, they talked about all this, and this guy kind of shrugged it off, and this cameraman was uh, invited—where was he invited? Somewhere here in in the States— to go and he, he tried to trick the guy who invited him so there'd be no hoaxing oh, it
0: was it was it was someone no the cameraman said that uh someone contacted him and said, yes. you know he was having constant contact with, yes. with sasquatch and he said okay i'm willing to come out i'll come out in a month and uh he it was it was a trick yeah he actually went
1: out the next day yeah so well, this guy had no no time to hoax
0: yeah he he called him when he was 30 minutes out said hey i'm here and the guy said i usually go after work it's what time i get off work so he thought the guy was gonna back out and the guy said all right let's go
1: yeah and uh well, this this cameraman, he's actually an independent filmmaker. Right. That's why he was invited. Now, when they, he got there, he met the guy at the gas station, and he said, there's somebody else who's going to come with this, somebody who has the ability to speak with them telepathically. Right. And he said it kind of blew his mind because it was the the sheriff of the town. And So to him, that was very credible. Right. So they went out, and they had their experience, and— It just kind of blew his mind how the sheriff would communicate and they knew everything that was going on. He didn't actually see nothing while he was out there. But when they got back, the sheriff would communicate with him. The sheriff wanted to know, uh, well, the Sasquatch wanted to know why that guy was there, all these reasons. But they ended up leaving. And when he turned on the clicker of the car, he said he heard something I guess something had been following them. Right. Something went back in the forest, just crashing through like a freight train.
0: Right. I I mean th- that was a credible story, and if the sheriff was the one communicating, who cares who it is? Right. I mean, f- for if a sheriff were to tell me, "I'm going to take you out there," you're either a crazy sheriff or this is the real deal.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: Who's going to re-elect a sheriff that says I can talk to Bigfoot? Right. Right yeah but back to le Stroud and what he was doing he wanted to go out and basically prove to himself that these creatures exist and he wanted to contact them but he did it in such an unconventional way now everyone says you don't look for bigfoot bigfoot looks for you they find you yeah they find you and uh but he still wanted to go out there, and, and the way he was going to do it with music and whatnot, I thought it was unconventional, you know? He wasn't out there doing wood knocks and like the rest of us go out there and do. You know, he played a little bit of guitar, a little bit of music. Uh, right. But let's back up just a second, because this was in Portland
1: uh, on this couple's uh, property. Right. Now, this lady who took him out there the first time, they have an offering Uh, a stump right Mm -hmm. and uh, there are sticks that the sasquatch brought there so the lady will leave them in a certain formation when she comes back there in a different formation another shape right now the first time she took Les Stroud out there uh at the it's like a gifting stump whatever she leaves him gifts he stuck a feather in there without her knowledge and on the way back there was a feather stuck in there, but it was a different feather. Different feather,
0: feather. right. So.
1: so I thought that was pretty cool. And she's another one who claims to be able to communicate telepathically. Uh-huh. And, and that's what got his attention, and that's what, why he wanted to go back to this property again.
0: Right, and, and she did go up there with them.
1: Right. Now, on the way out, she was communicating with the Sasquatch, and uh, there was an area the Sasquatch wanted them to camp because she was just going to leave them. But she told him, "I'm not going to tell you where this area is. I want you to pick the spot, and if if you feel it, and it it's the same spot that he told me, you know, there's some You're mag- get there's something to it, yeah. yeah. And the message the Sasquatch wanted to give to Les was, it's not magic. It's it's the way the universe. It's the way things work.
0: That's right." And and that was kind of cool how they said it's not magic everything's connected right you just got to pay attention yes and basically that's the message and I I agree with that and like we've talked about time and time again we're all connected to our phones looking down not looking up that's why we don't we don't know what the stars are anymore we we've we don't kinda, see the stars we've
1: kind of disconnected from the universe right
0: but they are those cre- these creatures are so connected to the universe
1: right and that was one of Les Stroud's uh, arguments when he left is you know we have people who can communicate telepathically why not them why not them be the masters of it because that's their only way of
0: communication that's right I mean now now we both have known and we've Seen that there's a type of language that they use right right so that's that's a form of communication but that's amongst them
1: amongst them now when they're out and they're trying to be elusive they'll use the other
0: that's right because you got to be quiet it's like let's say they have a technology like our navy seals today the technology the navy they're not going to be loud they have those microphones that go to their vocal cords and they just mumble the words, but you hear it clearly in your yes. earpiece. So it's a, to me, it's the same type of technology, uh, only they don't even got to say it. They got to think it. Right. And I believe that the human mind is capable of that. Their mind is capable of it. We just have lost it.
1: Right. Just look at uh, all the money. Say Russia has sunk into experiments about telepathy. Right. Mind, the powers of the mind.
0: I mean, the mind's a powerful thing. We just keep dumbing it down.
1: Well, technology, like like we said, when we're in the military, the government's job is to keep us fat, dumb, and happy, and right. technology is one way to do that.
0: Well, I mean, the mind's, the mind's a powerful thing, and this is, I don't want to get off topic, but this is a whole different podcast. It's what you put into your body feeds your mind, and today we eat a whole lot of processed foods that affect our mind and our body. And that wasn't how it was in the past. Now, these creatures are out there all organic, eating berries, fresh right, fruit, right, e- right. everything.
1: Just, so, you know, not to, uh, uh, I guess I'm kind of generalizing here, but like these hippies that eat organically, they eat healthy, they're more in tune with the universe, or they right. seem to be.
0: Well, and, and here's another, th- another theory that was put to me. All right, do Sasquatches wear shoes? Hmm. No. Or we wouldn't see their footprints. Right. Or we we we'd see a size twenty-one tenny Right. Right. Now. So, so they their feet touch the earth. All the earth has to offer electromagnetic pulses. Everything Pulse it connects goes, them. Goes through your body, connects now, you to the earth.
1: Let Let me throw this at you. I I brought out the hippie thing. When they go into the mountains, they like to be barefoot right the now, connection
0: now it connects you that's why I, that's the point i was getting to a lot of these hippies walk barefoot because they know we wear shoes and modern, and we're no longer connected to the earth right as were years thousand years ago we didn't wear shoes we were barefoot and pregnant running through the woods right and i believe that that is a big factor that you are connected to the earth with each step you took. Those, you know, we're, we're made up of the same chemicals of the earth. Right. So why wouldn't that energy we, we, come into us, come through us, and we could utilize it?
1: We come from the earth and we return to the earth. That is true. Yep. Now, I, I, I believe that. It, maybe at one time we were connected, same as the Sasquatch were, to the earth. Right. We had a tight bond. But like you said, technology and the way the human race has, the direction they've went, right. we've lost that connection.
0: No, it's, it's, it's just my theory, and I take it the barefoot, the barefoot <clears throat> approach. Yeah. I mean, look at the natives, how connected they were to the Sasquatches, where they said at one time we lived in harmony right. with them. But they never wore shoes. They right. were connected to the earth. Maybe they communicated. Now, is that your theory because you like barefoot wine? Well, I am I drink a lot of big sipper wine now, but yes. But <laughs> it's my theory because, Vince, when I get home, I don't want to wear shoes. I kick my shoes off. I that, like to be barefoot. That's the first thing we do. I kick my shoes. My intentions, I run around... Unless I'm at work, I run around barefoot. Even when I go outside in my yard at times, I'm barefoot. Yeah, yep. And I feel a more, I feel, I'm not a hippie, but I feel connected.
1: Right. It's, it's not only about being connected, but it relaxes
0: you. It does. So there's that connection to the earth. Right. But back to Les Stroud, his approach to... Trying to attract these creatures, which I think I think this was done just for the camera. Because, come on, Vince. He's been out there so many times. He's had personal experiences. If we could get him and sit him here and say, we're not going to record this, I think he'd give us some stories.
1: I think he'd give us some good stories.
0: I think so, too. And I'd want to record him. Yeah. Because that man has been... In many places, in remote places, and like he said, he's heard things that he can't explain.
1: Let's be honest, he's been in places that we probably wouldn't even want to go.
0: That's right, and and that's where these creatures thrive and dwell.
1: Right. Now, what he was saying was, you were mentioning he, he took a different approach this time. He did. And what he was saying was, you know, uh, the city, the hum of the noise or whatever, it interferes with maybe the ley lines well no the, what what did they how did they put it he,
0: he put it like this he said because and he didn't i'm gonna put it the hippie way because they're barefoot and like i explained they're connected to the earth right all this electronic interference that we have going yes it upsets them right it interferes with their livelihood and that's why it, they're
1: in the deepest part of that's the forest right. they need they're to get away away from, from it, us us
0: because the way we live is upsetting it's disturbing to their way of life yes if they live like we did it would disconnect them from from the fo- they would no longer be able to pick those rocks that are ma- that have magnetic right uh, properties they 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 would eventually turn into us they would they would be a, a bigger stronger stinkier us
1: right and uh they may not be able to survive in today's world. So. I don't think
0: they would because of the way of life they've adapted to. Right. They're, they have to be connected to the earth 100%. Yes. Now, here's the other thing that I was thinking about. You know, these creatures, everyone says they're so big and and so strong. But, you know, they, they're they out there. And what did Les say out there? He said, if you look at this is perfect habitat. All the berries that come in the season, he said, if you're a bear, if you're a moose, he said, there's so much abundance of these berries that come into season at different times, you would never starve. Right. There's a lot of protein. And let's face it, if you want to get protein, it doesn't have to be from animal meat. No,
1: because there's uh, nuts too.
0: Not nuts. It just the green leaf. We could eat trees yeah. and get protein because... Protein comes only from plants. Animals eat the grass and the leaves and they synthesize that protein. Okay. And they get big and strong. Have you ever seen a gorilla, a rhino, the strongest animals in the forest? Have you ever seen them eat meat to get big? Nope. All they do is eat plant based.
1: Right. And um, there's a lot of debate about like humans eating red meat, our bodies ain't meant to process it. No.
0: Because of how our teeth are. Right. We're meant to take the the green leafies. We're meant to grind leaves. Now, not to get off subject, but I did a vegan diet where I just did that. And I, I didn't lose no weight. I kept my muscle. Yeah, so I got all my protein. a matter of fact, my my blood work got better.
1: Right. The the only hard part would be you were used to the meat. That's
0: right. I like the taste of the meat. That's right. Because you are a caveman. That's right. (laughs) I like. And before we got on air tonight, I had me a ribeye. Right, because he is a toque. Uh, Tuk Alunda Lana but back to Les Stroud and and these creatures they are so in tune to the earth and, and I think that's why so I think we don't give them enough credit for the capabilities they possess we think that they're just a big strong dumb creature right roaming the forest
1: now that's it's not that we don't give them enough credit I think we're just learning about them still now from the time I had my first encounter and we started doing research, we have went down many rabbit holes.
0: How much have we learned? Oh, my God. I mean, and we're still... We're still learning.
1: Down, we're still going down rabbit holes. We're still learning. We're still going out there doing our own research. We're trying to get them close. We, we, we just want to know more. <clears throat> you know, we want to see them. We, we'd love to see them interact um, I, I know if we see him, probably something we'll probably regret.
0: I, you know, seriously. Just out of fear. Seriously, we go out there and we do our thing to try and, and do our research. But I, I'm like, the, I think the more that we get connected to the earth, the, the closer we're going to come to having more than one experience with them. Right. And, and and I think about this, and I don't know why it popped into my mind. It's It's like Jane Goodall she got she lived with the apes yes but how did she do it she cast everything away and became an ape
1: right now we go out where we go uh we talked about the electrical interference now there's no service up there so we turn off our phones we turn off everything yeah It's, it's
0: pretty much us in a fire and some food that's that's basically it but i don't I don't know what else more we need to do. Uh, Les, if you hear this episode, contact us. Let us know what we need to do.
1: Yep. Yeah. Now, Les, on this last episode, he took a different approach. Now he took a guitar,
0: right? And he played that. He played several chords just over and over and over. And and I get it. He he's playing some harmonies, which musical instruments they vibrate, right? And that's what attract them, right? So, I don't know. Maybe we should try that. Well, now there's another channel
1: I follow on uh, Facebook, Team Squatch USA. Right now, they're the first one I heard talk about portals and stuff like that. And the they say they claim Sasquatch can cloak, but their thing they had a habituation area where they claim the sasquatch were used to them so they would come in close right so what they would do was they would take like a record player or something and play them music and he claims that they would uh they would react to it now they would give applause in a different way like if they liked the song and what he said it sounded like there was like 10 uh, 500 pound owls hooting because remember we talked about them. R- right. We've we've heard hooting that was suspicious. Uh, right. We know it wasn't an owl, but who who? <laughs> you
0: know. Uh, I mean, yeah, and that's fine. I mean, and I believe. Uh, what did they say? Music sues the savage beast. Right. And he said after that they would,
1: they would give their approval by hooting like owls. But he said you could tell they're not owls there, unless there's five hundred pound owls sitting out there.
0: Uh, I I mean, it, it makes sense. So maybe less. Got ideas from that,
1: right? But to get back to this guy with his theories, when I first started researching, I'm thought, Ah, man, this guy's—he's kind of a, a basket case. But the more
0: I learn, it's funny because I think, well, maybe he's onto something. You know, I I think he is, and I think he's onto something because he is more connected to the earth than you or I. Right. Just because of what he did in his series. I mean you gotta get some connection to the earth. To survive off the land. Right. You you just can't come from New York City and say, I'm gonna survive off the land.
1: Right. And before his series that's what he did, he was a survival expert.
0: Right. So you gotta <clears throat> know the land, you gotta trust the land, and you gotta adapt to the land. Or the land you and I know will eat you up. Right. And and they'll find nothing but bones. If, and not, if even, they find they, anything. If they find anything. Because it's a proven fact, if you die in the Sonora Desert, trying to cross from Mexico to the U.S., within within seven days, you're picked bone clean. And your bones may even be taken and eaten. Or buried. Well, the rodents will chew your bones to nothing. Yeah. I mean, so they're lucky if they find your skull. Right. Because if the strong wind comes, your skull will roll too.
1: Right, or else the the dust will carry bury you.
0: Yeah, so if the desert could do that, which the desert can, the forest could do it quicker. Because not only does a forest have tons of different life forms that feed off it,
1: right, and the moisture just it it feeds those life forms. You got it. Now, not to get off subject, but we're talking about the the forest. Uh, taking back bodies and you know quickly now there's the the debate about Sasquatch burying their dead now I don't know if you saw the same special I saw about the the giant bears in Alaska <clears throat> but somebody while well, the the person out there doing the documentary says, uh, they, well, not him. It's one of the elders from the tribe. There was a wounded bear, so they had to go track it and put it down. Right. So they put it down, and he said he came back the next day, him and a few people, I don't know if they were going to remove the carcass or whatever, but they got close, and he said there was other bears around. And he said the bears, about five bears picked up that bear, and they had dug a hole, and, and buried. they buried it.
0: Wow. So that's why we don't find bear bones. Right. Now, that's something to think about. So if a bear could do that, why can't Sasquatch do it? Who says,
1: well, that's one of the theories. They bury their dead.
0: And we're too busy walking above ground looking for them. We're never going to look below ground. No, and,
1: and what we do is when we go out to the forest is we're focused on the path. Now, there's people who say they climb trees. They could be sitting right in. On top of us, just like the
0: mountain lion, right? And and that's a proven fact that a mountain lion will sit right there and you'll walk right by it. So it could. You're right. It could be the same thing because we're watching where we step. That's right. And and we, you know what? The forest takes its land back so quickly we would not even know that that the land was disturbed, that there was a grave there. Right. We, we wouldn't.
1: We wouldn't. We wouldn't. You're right.
0: So <clears throat> there could be Sasquatch bones buried. That could give us definitive. Definitive, definitive dna, DNA right now, proving that they exist
1: <clears throat> now to get back on the less uh the survivor man bigfoot right. now he did the music thing now what what caught my interest was what in the next morning what he said they they saw the orbs yes yeah and now he said uh They were, what, 15, 30 feet away, sometimes closer. Yeah. There was two of them in the forest. They're out in the middle of nowhere. And he said, well, maybe my eyes are playing tricks on me. So they both, you know, would close their eyes and open them, and they're still there. Now, for two people to see the same thing, it's not your eyes playing tricks on you.
0: No. And and we've talked about this before between now the orbs and Bigfoot. There's a big connection. Now when we talk about orbs, most most people want to connect the orbs with aliens, right? And alien technology, and and that's why a Sasquatch has been connected with the alien community because of the orbs and how the orbs have traveled through the forest. And like Les said, they traveled. Through the forest.
1: Yes, until they just kind of disappeared. Disappeared,
0: and he's never experienced that before. So that brings us back to the Sasquatch alien connection. But is it really? I mean, we could take orbs to the paranormal and the haunting experience. Right. So where these orbs originate from and what they are, we don't know.
1: We don't know, but they seem to be connected to both. For some reason, they now, may be. now we've had experiences. I had, I had a, a very good experience, and I didn't see any orbs. Now, I told you I saw red eye shine that I thought was at first when I first started seeing it. I thought it was a road reflector, but there's no roads back there.
0: Well, and where you showed me where the eye shine is, I'm like, that's a high ass reflector.
1: Yeah, and. Now, was it eyeshine? Was it an orb? I I don't know. And see, but see, that's why I think it was eyeshine because it would disappear like the head peekabooing back and forth,
0: and, and like they bob and peekaboo, yeah.
1: Right now, if, if there was orbs around. We wouldn't have known because, like I said, I had three kids with me. We weren't paying attention. We were eating dinner and you know sitting around the campfire, doing what you do when you go camp.
0: Right. I mean, you were you were distracted with other things. Right. And and,
1: and they we would have never known they snuck up on us hadn't they not started
0: yelling. So right. <clears throat> I I get that, and I wouldn't have been looking for orbs either.
1: Right. So to get back to the Les Stroud thing, the orb for Les Stroud to say he saw orbs that's kind of a step in a different direction
0: for him. This, this whole episode that he posted is a total step in a different direction. Right now. I know what he said about the corporate saying, you can't say this and that. And so this is his way of saying, look, they're real. Right. I'm out here. I'm looking for them right now. Do you think maybe he's experienced this kind
1: of thing before but couldn't talk about it, and that's why he came back and did this episode and
0: kind of put that in there? I I think so, and I think that's why he put it out Mm -hmm. to non-believers. You're not invited to this party. Right. Because if you want to mock and what, because he's experienced it. He's going to tell you. If you want to mock me and and talk bullshit, you're not invited to this party because I've been doing this for how many years? I know what I know, and I've seen what I've seen.
1: Right, and it, it was pretty cool how huh? in the morning he, he kind of gave his uh, little rant about what he saw, and he's like, he gave four scenarios. You could believe me, you could, you know, whatever. Right. Basically, you form your own opinion. He's saying, what I
0: saw, I believe. Yeah. And that's how you do it. Right. And I'm, I'm going to say he's a credible man. I, I believe he is, too. I, I mean, <clears throat> he's done this. He's been out in... Like we said, parts of the wilderness that you and I haven't been or still won't go. Right. And he survived.
1: Now, he had a a credible TV series. I'm sure he was making plenty of money. Right. He was doing good, but he branched off to this because he wanted to prove for himself, maybe, you know, or put out there that it is real because he's had those experiences and he couldn't talk about them.
0: Well, you know, this is my thing, Vince. If you have money, and you're comfortable, and you, you, your money's gonna, it's gonna help you live—not a rich, luxurious life, but it's you're well off where you don't have to work the rest of your life. And you feel strongly about something, then you can go on and say, you know what? Now I'm going to tell you the truth. Right. Because they can't take what I've already achieved.
1: And to me, that's basically what he's done with this Bigfoot series.
0: I agree. Especially Especially, with this episode.
1: Especially with this episode, because he's put out some stuff out there I've never heard him put out. No, I was shocked. So,
0: I'm going to say he put this out, but he does have deeper secrets that I want to know.
1: Yep, we'd love we'd love to interview him. I would, even if it's at the Alien Brew Pub having a few beers. Th- that just bullshitting amongst
0: ourselves, n- and that would be fine. I got a remote recorder. We could just go have some beers and and just let it all out. Well,
1: man. even if he don't want to be recorded, just I'd like to know what's
0: in his head, what he has actually seen. I know he's seen some shit. Yeah, you can't tell me he's been in all these survival situations and not seen something.
1: Yep. He's, yeah, I, I believe he has. Uh,
0: he has. All right. And I think that's what this episode was, was a nonchalant way to tell people, this is my way of saying they're real and I, and I know they're out here.
1: Right. This is actually what I've seen. You know? Right.
0: So that's going to do it for this episode. And we hope you enjoyed it. You know how to contact us. And if you got a story, let us know, man. Yep.
1: Reach out to us. Let us know, and hopefully, our next episode we are going to be on location. We want to do as much time in the field as we can before they close it down for the winter.
0: That's right. They're gonna they're gonna kick us out pretty soon, and you know why? Because too many people, like we said, do not know how to go to the forest and survive.
1: True. Yep.
0: They get lost, and they need help, or, or they, they get die. stuck, and we pay for it. Yep. All right. Thanks for listening. Peace out, everyone. Peace out.